What's up, everyone? Today, we're going to talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. This is an initial impression, and I've played around 180 hours of this game, and I feel like I've gotten a, a decent experience of what it offers. Uh, I originally purchased this game when it first came out way back in October 2019. I played a couple of hours of it, got absolutely destroyed, and I, had to, uh, and I set it down for an entire year. Um, it wasn't until last November when I decided to try my hand at competitive multiplayer again. So this is going to be a multiplayer gameplay focused episode. Now I figured that, you know, aspects of the game like graphics and sound really depend on the person's hardware, you know, like your graphics card, your monitor, but gameplay mechanics like the weapons and maps and so on. They're experienced in a similar way to uh, by all players. So I think it's important to talk about some of these gameplay elements. And, you know, hopefully you find this episode insightful. And as always, let me know what you guys think. So a little background about myself. I've played Call of Duty 1, United Offensive. I've played Call of Duty 2 and Call of Duty 4. And... You know, my experience of the Call of Duty franchise is limited, especially after Call of Duty 4, but I've spent a ton of hours playing other FPS games like Wolfenstein Enemy Territory and Battlefield Bad Company 2. So before I dive in, I want to briefly mention the things I liked about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The audio is fantastic. You know, the guns, explosions, and effects have a real oomph to them. It feels like you're experiencing an actual battle from the comfort of your own living room. Now, the game is also visually stunning. Player models and weapons are highly detailed. You can see the various parts of the gun, you know, a person's uniform, all the different pockets, the insignias, and so forth. And there's a wide variety of guns in this game, ranging, ranging from, you know, submachine guns, assault rifles, light machine guns, snipers... Uh, designated marksman rifles, pistols, and even, you know, things like rocket launchers and knives. You'll definitely find a weapon that you'll like. But anyways, those are some of the positives of this game, but I just want to move on and really focus on the, the gameplay aspects. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is the gunsmith feature. The gunsmith feature allows players to customize their weapons with attachments that increase range, decrease recoil, decrease aiming speed, unlock new ammo types, provide different sights. So there's you're adding positives to your weapon. And not only can you modify a weapon's stats, you can alter your weapon to fit your playstyle. You want a long-range assault rifle? Slap on a sniper scope. Want your weapon to aim faster for those close-range engagements? Slap on the stippled grip tape. Your recoil's too high? Put a compensator on. Want to play aggressively? Get the no-stock attachment. Now, there's a lot of different combinations to play around with, and it feels great when you find that perfect combo that suits the way you play. However, there are drawbacks to the weapon customization system. While it's true that you can tailor your loadout to your playstyle, many of the attachments are completely useless for multiplayer gameplay. Uh, attachments like the Breacher Device, Lightweight Suppressor, Tactical Suppressor, Flash Guard, Bipod, and other items. 
provide few benefits compared to their drawbacks. Some of these attachments feel like filler, and it's a shame that the game developers didn't really think more about how they could be integrated into multiplayer gameplay. And on the flip side, some attachments are just complete no-brainers. You'll see the same weapon mods used over and over because there's simply no better alternatives. They're just better than their competitors. Uh, there's a reason why everyone uses the monolithic suppressor or the stippled grip tape because those are just the best items. There's no real point in mixing and matching because there's always going to be an optimal setup for this game. And, you know, it's quite a... It's quite a shame, to be honest. I would have loved to see wacky combinations that would still make the gun viable and competitive. Now, this wouldn't be such an issue if the other 50% of weapon attachments were actually useful. Now, moving on to map design, there are positives and there are glaring negatives. Uh, the maps are highly detailed, littered with debris, cover, enterable buildings, foliage, and so forth. Um, from an aesthetics perspective, I appreciate the level of detail the developers put into the maps. There's a sense of verticality and openness with many of these uh, you know, level designs. There's a lot of rooms to enter, windows to peek out from, angles to hold, and so on. Some of the maps offer a number of strategic choices for flanking, um, even though they're kind of like cookie-cutter three-lane designs. But hey, it works. You know, you have Gunrunner... You have Hovex Sawmill. You might have uh, Cheshire Park. Some of those maps are really good, and I, you know, I really enjoy playing on them because they, they're kind of generic, but they also have, you know, some choices for flanking and getting around your opponent. For some of these maps, it never feels like you're forced into a choke point. However, the well-designed maps are far and few between. Many of the maps are just terrible and just completely awful. I found myself dodging around a third of the maps in the Domination or TDM map pool. There's always a couple of bad maps that players move away from in every FPS game. Yet, Call of Duty Modern Warfare seems to suffer from this the most. I think most players would agree that there are some absolutely garbage maps in this game. My first criticism regarding the maps is that they have too many windows and too much line of sight. It's so difficult traversing the map when there's a million places an enemy could shoot you from, and it really slows the game down and destroys the flow of the game. Grozna Raid is a perfect example of this. Nearly every building has a window to shoot out from, and there's four or five enterable buildings in the middle of the map that can cover large areas and angles. Same thing with Azir Caves. There's so many ledges, windows, and corners one could hide in, and there's just no way someone could cover and scan through so many spots. Now this leads me to my next point. There's too much stuff in the map. Now you might think, well, wasn't detail a good thing? Are you against detailed maps? You know, detail and design are important, but they shouldn't trump gameplay. There's simply too much debris, too many barrels, bins, boxes, crates, and other junk on the map. This turns the map into a camp fest and disrupts the flow of the map. In previous titles, players fought around several strategic areas on the map with small breaks to travel to the next area. It's different in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and it's likely exacerbated by the spawn system, which I'll critique later. Every heap of scrap, every box, every rundown automobile is turned into a battlefield. There could be someone mounting, 
hiding, um, camping behind one of these objects. And it's frustrating having to check every single corner, every single object around the map, and it's just exhausting. Now, some of these maps are also way too big for the modes they're featured in and have too many dead areas. Anaya Palace is a perfect example of this. It's okay as a ground war map, but it's absolutely gigantic as a TDM map. You spend half of your time running around trying to find people instead of actually shooting them and playing the damn game. The game also ends before any side reaches 100 points. Arklov Peak is another example. Both sides of the map have all this extra space that serves no real purpose other than when you initially spawn into the map. You know, from a bird's eye view, it looks nice, but what gameplay purpose does it serve? Now, perhaps the biggest gripe I have of the maps is balance. It's mind-boggling that the developers actually let these maps into the final game. I'm not asking for mirrored maps that look exactly the same no matter which side you're on, but the developers seem to care much more about aesthetics rather than gameplay balance. I'll just throw out a couple of examples. Now, Cheshire Park is horrendously balanced. If you spawn on the cafe side, you're at a huge disadvantage. Half of the time, you're spawning in an enclosed area with a tiny passageway ripe for enemy RPGs and grenades. The enemy team also has access to a two-story building overlooking the street that you spawn on. Now, if you're able to push into the botanical garden area as the opposing team, it becomes really easy to spawn camp the opposing team. Euphrates Bridge is almost universally loathed due to its horrendous map design and balance. If you happen to spawn in the side with the helicopter, you have a really have a, you you have a nice open area to work with, and there's a number of hiding spots right off the bat. There's also a bridge smack dab in the middle of the map that allows you to mercilessly shoot people as they spawn in. Hard Hat is another good example. The team spawning by the bulldozer has a huge advantage in TDM and in domination. They have significantly more cover and can get to it safely, giving them a massive defensive line of sight advantage. This shouldn't be the case in a multiplayer-focused first-person shooter. Maps are the lifeblood of the game. They can be one of the most memorable things of an FPS and can really get players glued to the game. This is why so many CSGO players love Dust 2 or Mirage or how Call of Duty players love Vacant, Donville, Harbor, Crash, and Strike. They're just good, well-designed, memorable maps that people just want to come back to. Modern Warfare just has too many issues to make the maps something I really enjoy or I want to come back and play. Something universally loathed is the spawns. I think the maps would be somewhat enjoyable, even with their flaws, if the god-awful spawns are fixed. And I feel like I'm physically hurt from how terrible the spawn system is. If you've been on Discord with me while, I, while I'm playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare, you'll hear exactly how much I hate the spawn system and how much I rage against it. How did Infinity Ward screw this up? Half of the time, you're spawning way too close to the enemy. You might get into the match, round the corner, and boom, there's an enemy waiting to blast you. This game also routinely spawns you several feet behind or in front of an enemy. I can't tell you how many times where I'm behind a wall and I get shot from behind by a player that literally just spawned in. And additionally, 
there are numerous moments where I spawned on top of grenades, in the middle of an airstrike, or smack dab in enemy line of sight. So it's entirely possible to die multiple times within a short span because the game loves to put you in the middle of danger. When I'm playing Call of Duty, or any FPS game for that matter, I want to have you know a general idea of where the enemy is or where they're coming from. This means when I spawn, I should be relatively safe and away from danger. Call of Duty Modern Warfare takes all of that and chucks it out of the window. We want you next to the action all the time, every time. Uh, Exclusive Ace did a video on this and concluded that the spawning algorithm is tilted towards spawning you by a teammate. I can understand that. You want to be near your teammates and you want to be close to the action. No one wants to be placed in a remote location a million miles away from the action. But whatever the algorithm or the rationale is, the spawns often put the player in such a terrible or dangerous location. I don't think I've played an FPS of spawns as bad as Call of Duty Modern Warfare's. In the older Call of Duties like Call of Duty 1, 2, and 4, there were often spawn zones that players entered the game through. These were often further away from the action, but provided the player with a safe area to spawn in. It wasn't perfect, but I would take it over Call of Duty Modern Warfare spawns any day. Secondly, it's easy to get spawn pinned, meaning that enemies can sit right outside of your spawn and target you as you leave. Now, typically for FPS games, the game is supposed to flip the spawns and rotate you and send your team off to a safer part of the map when there are too many bad guys in your spawn. Call of Duty Modern Warfare does a terrible job at this. The spawns either do not flip or do not flip frequently enough. Uh, There's no indication of when the spawns will flip either. In previous Call of Duty games, once you learn the maps a bit, you'll eventually get an idea of when the spawns will rotate. In Call of Duty Modern Warfare, once you get pinned, it's basically game over because the game doesn't spawn me somewhere else. Enemies can be literally all over your spawn area. I mean, literally, just running through it, blasting you, and the game will still spawn you in that location. You know, take a look at Arkloff Peak, perhaps the biggest offenders. If you spawn near the barn, and the other team manages to spawn camp you, it's pretty much over. There's only so many places you can leave from, and the enemy can sit back and laugh while they pick you apart with a, with a hail of bullets and chopper gunner rockets. Another example is Gunrunner if you spawn near the minecarts. Players can sit right outside of that warehouse you spawn in and sometimes even roam through the warehouse and you'll still be spawning in the same spot. Same thing with Euphrates Bridge. You know, half of the time my team, they're, half of them, they're running through the enemy base and the game just continues to put the enemy in that location instead of the unoccupied parts of the map. My last criticism of Call of Duty Modern Warfare is an amalgamation of many different points. It's the interplay between poor map design, weapon palettes, and spawns. You know, originally I thought the main issue present in all aspects of Modern Warfare's multiplayer gameplay is the low time to kill. The guns in the game shoot incredibly fast, and it takes about, you know, one to five bullets generally to kill. After watching Exclusive Ace and other YouTube videos, I learned that Modern Warfare's Time to Kill is about the same as Call of Duty 4's, and that's a game that I loved so much. After thinking about it some more, I believe that the low recoil of Modern Warfare's weapons negatively impact multiplayer gameplay in a big way. Remember the gunsmith feature that I praised earlier for its ability to customize your weapon? Well, there are attachments that reduce weapon recoil as well as other attachments that 
decrease the time to aim. This means that most weapons are kitted to aim quickly and kill quickly. If you reduce a weapon's recoil, you're going to theoretically land more shots because it's easier to control the weapon. As a result, weapons become laser beams once fully kitted. Even some machine guns can snipe people with precision across the map. Now this wouldn't be such a big deal if the maps were designed in such a way where a mixture of gameplay styles were incorporated. There would be places for close-range combat, for sniping, for mid-range shooting, so on and so forth. You would be at a disadvantage if, you know, for example, you brought a submachine gun to a long-range engagement. On the other hand, any player could go into a map and find success provided they were skilled enough and by choosing their engagements wisely. Unfortunately, this is not the case in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Many of the multiplayer maps in TDM, Kill Confirmed, Domination, and so on, are on the small side. This throws weapon balance off in a big way. There's little reason to use sniper rifles, semi-autos, marksman rifles, or even light machine guns. The maps in the game essentially negate some pros of using these weapons, namely their better range, accuracy, or damage. The maps are small enough where submachine guns and assault rifles are the only weapons needed. This combined with low weapon recoil and quick aim times makes using these weapons a no-brainer. Factor in the amount of windows and objects in a map, along with the poor spawn system, and you have a recipe for disaster. You will die frequently and often to fast-firing guns with little recoil. Other YouTubers have explained the situation in depth, so I won't go too deeply into it. To summarize, these extremely fast kill times negatively impact gameplay. It squashes the skill gap in several ways. Firstly, it de-emphasizes movement and aim. Whoever aims first or shoots first usually wins the gunfight, since all weapons shoot and kill extremely quickly. Now this is kind of an extreme example, but in Wolfenstein enemy territory, you needed a ton of shots to kill someone. Too many in my opinion. But the gunfights in that game felt like actual gunfights. You needed to be good at aiming to actually get those headshots so it wouldn't take a ton of bullets to kill someone. Secondly, a higher time to kill makes the other weapons more viable. Currently, there's little reason to use slower firing guns or light machine guns because assault rifles and SMGs can effectively shoot at any distance with low recoil. You're going to see much more diversity in weapon usage, and that's a good thing. Now, in conclusion, I found Call of Duty Modern Warfare difficult to enjoy given all these factors. It's almost like a love-hate relationship. There are some enjoyable days, and somewhere I just want to rip my hair out. Now, I don't know if it's nostalgia, or maybe it's the actual game, but I found the older Call of Duties, like Call of Duty 2 or Call of Duty 4, much more enjoyable. Now, this doesn't mean that Call of Duty Modern Warfare is a bad game. There are a lot of good things about it, but given all of my gripes, I'm not sure how long I can, you know, how long I plan to continue playing this game, especially when Battlefield 6 comes out. We'll just have to wait and see.